Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we sit down with singer Tansy. She does pop, R&B, soul, blues, jazz, funk. Like, what doesn't she do, this woman? (laughs) We have a really in-depth chat about her repressive upbringing and how she found her love for music and art and writing. And we also talk about her single, Sweet December Rain, and how all the proceeds go to two different charities. Stay tuned to find out what they are. And we also talk about grief. Tansy unfortunately lost her daughter in 2014, as well as her mother and her eldest brother. She even had a brush herself with breast cancer and a stroke. I'm sure there is some type of grief that we can all relate to in her story, whether it's losing a loved one or handling a health condition. So I think today's interview is truly life-changing. I think we can learn a lot from Tansy and her beautiful energy and her positivity and always looking at everything in life that she is grateful for. There's so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our new Patreons, Irene and Bev. If you would like to support us too and receive free and behind the scenes stuff for as little as $4 a month, go check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash rave it up. Now let's get into the interview. Three, two, one. Do this. Rave it up. Hey guys, it's Georgie May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Liars. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Rave it I'm up. having fun. Hashtag Lauren, rave it up. We're, sorry. Thank you. I like that effect. We're raving, we're raving it up. I'm so privileged to have you on the show today. Aww, Thanks for coming, so to be here. This is just awesome. I know. She's getting nice and comfortable. I That's am. why I I'm decided to have us on the couch today. Goldie Horn business today. So. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, love what she's wearing. She's got the flares. She just had to get them in the shot. <laughs> I had to, yes. Yeah, yeah. See how wide. <laughs> uh, well, I can't wait to talk about your whole life. I had a lot of fun just looking through your biography, and I really appreciate the whole fa- the facts that you gave me, like dot points. Really, really helpful, by the way. Not a lot of people do that. So I'm really, really excited to chat to you about all areas. I really want to start from the beginning, though, if that's okay. Yeah, cool. So we can kind of Go get a good it. idea of who you are, how you made it to where you are today, how you've gotten this amazing energy and spark for life. I love it, the positivity. <laughs> You did grow up around music, so it kind of makes sense why you got into it. Your dad was a classical tenor and opera singer. That's really cool. Very high up. But did, was there any other careers that you personally wanted to pursue when you were younger? Um, I or did he kind of three... force you into it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, that was organic. There was always three things. There was art. There was writing, like as in fiction or books or whatever. Yeah. And there was 
they were singing. Kind of a laugh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a way, yeah. And I have to say, I tried the other two first because I was very shy. So oh, I hated being on stage. I was going to talk about that a bit later too, yeah, because <laughs> we were both very shy. I would get very deer in the headlights whenever I was on stage. So I thought when I came to Just Sydney, start I thought. with the early, the easy <laughs> stuff. Nobody knows I can sing. I'm not going to tell anybody yeah. and I'm going to just run as fast as I can in the other direction. So. <laughs> um, but when I turned, when I turned 30, I had this, I said to my boss, I need two weeks off. I'm not coping with 30. So <laughs> <laughs> That's what we all need to say. <laughs> and, and I went away and I just thought, you're floating. You're not doing what you're meant to be doing. Mm. Um you need to be doing music. Yeah. So, um, so glad you realised that. Yeah. You're still doing the writing and the art as well? Yeah. Can I we expect a book in the future? I art for a long time. Yeah, I am writing a book. <gasps> but Ooh, <I'm>, Cool. <laughs> I've made a rule about this book. Everything I do, I do obsessively. And I've decided with the book, mm. I'm going to do it when I feel like it. Yeah. And definitely. just be easy. And as it goes, and I've already got about 70,000 words. But Whoa. Okay. So probably, there's probably going to be hack, 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 hack. You know? Otherwise, it's going to be a mega book. <laughs> yeah, mega book. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've been working on that for a while, on and off, when, it, when I get can't resist the urge to do something yeah. about it. But then I'll sort of step away and leave it. But I and get more into the music. Yeah. yeah. I haven't I, – this kind of um, – gone into like some kind of social media things that I've been putting my artistic framework into yeah um as long as you're putting it somewhere yeah exactly so was it painting or drawing I or... was I'm um, very drawing yeah but also painting and doing weird stuff like doing paintings with wax so that Ooh. they're three-dimensional and oh just that's so cool stuff. I'd love to see that <laughs> I need to try that <laughs> I haven't thought about that before adding wax to it just mm. weird media yeah, not just going. Not ah, weird. Let's see it's what art. happens there. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't done up for a while. Oh, okay. Who knows? You might get back into it now. Might, that I've brought it to your might. attention. Yeah. So you were born in New Zealand, and you came to Australia at the young age of eight. And looking at your lovely fact sheet that you gave me, you also started writing songs when you were eight. Yes. I was wondering, is there a bit of a connection there? Did you start writing songs because maybe you were, you know, sad about leaving New Zealand and just wanted um, to write everything down? No, actually. Um, there was a ukulele involved. Oh. <laughs> and Isn't that where everybody starts? <laughs> <laughs> and the first song was really bad. Oh, but everybody's I always wrote poetry. Bad. So, so it was just a natural segue with all yeah. the music in the house. I mean, there was always music in the house. So, yeah. Oh, cool. I, I, I just thought maybe there might have been a sadness and you needed to write it down no, cause like it was a pre, journal. It was pre before we left, before, before we even knew left. we were leaving. Yeah, so. Isn't it interesting? I love hearing about how people get into songwriting because it is, yeah, as you said, it's, it's similar to poetry, but then you've got to add, you know, all the music elements to it that you might not, you know, know much about especially if you haven't gone to study it or anything like that. Did you go study music as well? No, no. Um, my dad natural. was actually a music teacher as well. Um, the only advice he ever gave me was listen to the singers that you love and mm. try to emulate them without hurting your throat. <laughs> that was it. That's good advice. Because I've been teaching all day. He'd, there's no way he wanted to come home and teach more snotty-nosed brats. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah. and we weren't very, um, we were like, yes, let's go outside and play, not come home from school and do more work. But I'm mm. kind of disappointed I didn't huh. pursue musical training with him more. But in a way, it's all natural. It's just your natural talent. Because she well, is an amazing singer. <laughs> I did what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And it's obviously paid off, which is lovely. Now, I have to bring this up because yep. I did find it quite interesting. Your parents were fundamentalist Seventh-day Adventists. Adventists, yeah. So, you you know, had a repressive upbringing. Here's a list of stuff she wasn't allowed. No movies, makeup, TV, swearing, meat, drinking and smoking, and music unrelated to religion was just yeah. not allowed, which didn't suit you because um, you loved all different uh, types of music. Yes, I did. So can you please tell, because I thought it was a very funny story, tell our audience about how you still listen <laughs> to this music without your parents finding wow. out. Wow. <laughs> I used to steal my father's radio and hide it under my pillow overnight and then sneak it back. I was very sneaky <laughs> uh, <laughs> and stubborn about the things I wanted. So um, I also would wait till everybody had gone to bed and then I'd steal out of the room in the middle of the night and I'd go into the lounge room and I'd turn on the stereo and put my thumb over the light. So if anybody was going to the toilet, I have the headphones on. If anybody was going to the toilet, they wouldn't be able to see that there was anything there. Yeah. And, and then I keep hidden. one half off my ear and just be like, can I hear them creaking? Are they going? And I'd be very still and not breathe while I pass. <laughs> Did they find out at all? No. Wow, very good sneakiness. <laughs> I hope no one's I've never told them. <laughs> taking this on board. <laughs> Well, now everybody knows. <laughs> I also, you know, the hair came in handy too. Yeah. Because I used to steal it and hide it under my hair and go to school and I nearly got expelled because it was a seven-day event at school. <gasps> listening you to you brought it to school? And... I did. Oh, it's one thing doing it at home. Rebel. But to school? <laughs> wow. Once I discovered modern music, that was it. That was, that was, I just... I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And I did understand like the no drinking and smoking and even the swearing, no no music unrelated to religion and even the no meat rule. But why couldn't you, you know, ha watch movies or TV or was allowed to wear makeup? That just seems... <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, enlighten me. I'm, my, I'm not very... My, I don't know much about this area. <laughs> my mum and dad were very much stickler for... They felt that people in the entertainment industry were pretending to be something that they weren't and that their lives didn't match up a character. to yeah. how, so they didn't approve of exposing us to that sort of thing. We were allowed, we were allowed to watch The Sound of Music. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I saw that a million times and we were allowed to, uh, there used to be this amazing movie called The Beautiful People and it was set in the Sahara and basically it was all the animals, you know, going from way to go, even getting drunk on the <laughs> elephants, drunk so elephants. <laughs> but no, normal movies and stuff we weren't allowed to. And I think um, they didn't like to have the television. Mm. We only had it once because it came with the house we were renting because um, we'd all fight over what we wanted to watch. Yeah, of course. And they, they didn't like that. So mm. it was reserved purely for news. And it does so. make sense to make sure that the, the kids grow up being their, their authentic selves and not trying to be, as you said, someone else. Yeah. So I, that part I do understand, I guess, but I'm so sorry. It was just I'm part so of I'm so sorry that you were <laughs> brought up like that. Well, you know what? There were benefits. Yeah, it seems like because it. Because we, we – 
this would seem like alien territory to the people today, but we didn't, we went outside to play. We used our imagination. We, what? We made, <laughs> Not an iPad? <laughs> it's true. No iPad, no telly, no nothing. You felt a little bit left out because the kids at school would talk about things on telly. Yeah. But, um, you know, we went outside to play. We were... We were Indians on our sticks playing cowboys and Indians and we were, you know, we built cubbies in the in the jungle and mm. we, you know, we just did all of that kind of stuff. Or we read, we read a lot. Yeah. I grew up mispronouncing words because I'd only ever seen them. I'd say things like chauffeur <laughs> and colonel mm. <laughs> instead of colonel and chauffeur <laughs> and stuff because I'd only read them. Yeah. But so you know how it was spelt, and that's probably why you're a really good writer. Well, yeah, mm. grew up reading. So. so it's good in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, does that mean when you were finally exposed to things like movies and TV oh, and, love and social media and things like that eventually, when, it, when social media came about, was that just really daunting to you? Like, what is this other world? <laughs> what is makeup? Well, I spent, I spent a bit of time going... You know, TDKIs. But, <laughs> um, but I'm kind of – don't watch television that much as an adult. Um, I have recently gone to the Netflix waste of time, but yeah, no. but <laughs> Netflix, it's, it's yeah, a vortex. It sucks you in, But, yeah, I mean, I don't mind – I don't mind watching documentaries and I don't mind watching um, I'm All About the Renaults. Oh, yes. The Renault shows? I have renovated a couple of houses and no more ever, ever, <laughs> ever. But, you have new respect for those shows now. But I have an now. interest. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'll just watch you do it and you make the mistakes. And <laughs> <laughs> My husband comes storming in and storming out again and he goes, how many Renaults can you actually need? <laughs> Once you've seen one, they're all the same. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's good. They're actually the shows you can learn from. As yeah, you said, exactly. like the documentaries and things instead of, you know, a lot of movies that you most of the time aren't learning anything from. It's just no. to make time pass, right? And I must confess, if I see a movie, it's got to be really gratuitous. Oh, if yes. I see something that's real life, I get really annoyed because I've lived for most of that and it's not entertainment. So. <laughs> it's just reliving your past. <laughs> In this day and age, we're surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health? because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them. When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout.
Now, I do want to come back to the yeah, shyness sure. as well, because your first performance was at age five. I could not believe that when I read that. That's so young. And your first original song performance was at 10. Again, so, a very bad song. Yeah, we're both. Oh, <laughs> come on, when you're that young, it couldn't have been amazing, right? <laughs> it's like a 10-year-old song. I've blacked it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not but the actual performance, because, you know, we'd... We had a lot of fun just with our big, long emails before this interview, <laughs> didn't we? We did. And we are talking about the fact that we were both very shy back then. How did you kind of get over that fear and be able to perform? Did you just bite the bullet and just, just do it to get over that fear? Or are you I still scared to this day? I did. Sometimes I – sometimes – nerves are a funny thing. Um, I always get nervous before I perform. Always. That's good. That means um, you care. You care <laughs> about the performance. That's what they say. And people say, you know, if you're not having nerves, um, then it's going to be a flat performance. I don't actually find that. I find <laughs> when I'm not distracted by nerves, I can perform so much better because I can just focus on what I'm feeling, mm. which isn't nerves. Um, <laughs> but normally by the, you know, second or third song, it's gone and I'm just enjoying myself now. Mm. Um but those first performances, one of my dear friends who's busked all over the world um, kind of egged me on to get up at one of his gigs. I forgot my lyric. I forgot my name. <laughs> I forgot everything. I just stood there. My name is... Uh... <laughs> I sort of went, Dennis! <laughs> How could you make me do this? <laughs> but... Um, the thing I find with fear is that if you keep exposing yourself to the thing that you fear, you learn how to handle yourself around it mm. better and better and better. So you can still feel it, but you put things in place to, to do under those circumstances yeah. and, you know, you think I, you eventually feel comfortable with it? Is it kind um, of becomes your comfort zone then, or I'm, it's still I'm a fear? comfortable under certain conditions. Okay, I need my <laughs> props, right? Yes, I need my mic stand. I need my muso. I need or zos musos. Um, you know, if I've got my little thing set up there, I feel so much more comfortable. Mm. Um, yeah, and then it becomes all about. Connecting. I love the connection. Yeah. I love that. So would you rather like a small intimate crowd or would you mind. like those big I've, crowds? I've done I've done both. Again, it depends on the on connecting. You think if I'm which one do you think you're more nervous about? Um I would probably get more nervous for a big crowd. Um, but again it's about connection. Like I like to get close. Mm. I like to get close. Um, and if that just means that everybody's jumping up and down and dancing. Um, but, you know, I've been Muzak as well. Mm. You know, you're just the background. I've done that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, that's good so practice. It is mm. because you can't do this industry without a thick skin. You oh, really yes. can't. Preaching to the choir there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> And have thick skin and get used to nose and yeah, create your own opportunities. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, we're, so. We get it. <clears throat> they might not. But they'll, they'll, 
They're learning today. That's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> and you performed a mix, mixture of originals and covers all over yeah. Sydney. So many different locations I, I, I read in your biography. Yeah, over the, over the Do years. Do you have a favourite? Yeah. Do I have a favourite? I used to love, I haven't actually sung there for a long time, but one of my favourite places was Watson's Bay Hotel because the gig would start, I'm not even sure if they still do gigs there. I don't oh, know. Have to but check they that used now. To, <laughs> they used to have in the forecourt there, looking out over Doyle's and out over the water and the sun Beautiful. would go down while he was singing. Aww. And, every, you know, it was just magic. Yeah. It was really nice. have to look that up, um, see if they still do gigs. Get you back in there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and um, where else have I really loved something bigger? I liked performing at the Metro. Yeah? Yeah, that was fun. The Vanguard was hilarious. Yeah, feeling there, isn't because, it, the Metro? Yeah, because I've performed that. The stage is quite small, yes. <laughs> small at the Vanguard. And I used to do the gospel group there. So there would be, there was about 20 of us. How and did and you we're do all, that? we're like standing sideways. <laughs> Try not to bump <laughs> someone else off the stage. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> hey, once you've done that, I guess the stage must feel very big when it's just you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny now, the COVID gigs. Mm. You see, like, you'll have the singer in the middle. You'll have the drummer over there. Then you'll have the guitarist over there. <laughs> and they're all sitting. And you're like, you're so far away. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, I'm sure you were so sick of like being on break for so long because of the COVID <sighs> lockdown. So how was it to get back in the, the performing mode? And can we expect to see you anywhere performing well, live I'm, in Sydney I'm, soon? I'm actually putting a new band together with Ooh. the guy that I've been writing this latest album with um he goes by two names nick monroe and guy monroe on social media you'll see him as guy monroe but his first name's nick and i've known him for years so i always call him nick nick yep <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> um so so they're based in wollongong okay um and that's that's i've done most of the work at his studio mm. Um, Red Light, Blue Light Studio. So, um, yeah, a new band learning a, a whole new repertoire, which is great because um, you add a few little songs over the time, but I've just decided, nah, we're going for broke and we're just going to get all this fresh stuff. Yeah. So um, that's happening right now and we're going to be having rehearsals over the next month or so. And, and then, then they will start and booking then, places. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, so that's cool. Yeah, let me and know. I'll keep everyone up to date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. seem like a very busy lady. Busy, busy. <laughs> busy, busy. That's good. It means you're never bored. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's I have true. noticed as well, you sing like a, a very big mixture. And I mentioned this right at the beginning of like pop, soul, R&B, funk, with maybe a little bit of blues and jazz. Is there a reason for this or are you just like a little bit of everything? Different, <laughs> different singing things that I've done. There've been places where all they want is pop. Mm. So That's if they're going to pay genre. me, I'll go there. I'll, I'll do pop for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also, I mean, there's some great pop songs. Yeah. Really great pop songs. Um, and so I've done those gigs. I've done a lot of sort of... Um, 
R&B, soul gigs over the years, a lot of funk. Um, been in an acid jazz band. Um, I guess, I guess there's what I love, and then there's what the public wants. Yes. and you've got to have a judicious mix if you mm. want to be living comfortably um, as an actual singer out of full music. Time. Yeah. yeah, you just you just have to. You, you you can't be you can't be precious, and you can't be pretentious you have to be versatile and you have to be prepared to give the audience what they want because mm. you're you're there for them um but you know you can sneak a couple in for yourself <laughs> yes <laughs> of course with that <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's why that list i've come to blues late like pure blues yes late because i've been the last three four years um i've been guesting with this great local blues band called Blues Exile. They're really good. Like, I have to check them and, out. And um, they're really good uh, musicians. Um, Emmanuel, uh, he's a freak. He's the, he's the singer and the guitar player, and he just uh, Freaking stands there so casually, like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on over there? Yeah, so, and they, they had a, um, their last CD was uh, 12 on the Blues and Roots charts, so came wow. up to number 12. Yeah. Good on So them. he's the songwriter, and, and they, they're so, they're such lovely people to work with. They are so cool. Yeah. So, so I love they kind of that. got the the blues roots in you, if that, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, I've been learning all this because of the childhood. Mm. There's this whole swathe of music that I totally missed, and so I'm constantly learning every genre that I do. I'm learning about it. Yeah, like oh, gotta do there's that all these next. people I never heard of <laughs> <laughs> that everybody else knows. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's good. I have to check out you doing some blues then. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. I love whaling. It's yeah. fun. Oh, I can't How, wait to hear what, it. What other vocation do you get to yell at people and get paid for it? It's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's thinking outside the box. <laughs> Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bullying or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback or ebook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. There is even an audiobook version coming very soon. And when you did move to Sydney, you were age 20 and you'd already actually moved was it a whopping 32 times. Yes. Why did you move that much? Um, <laughs> variety of things. My dad was a, a travelling salesman as well as a musician. 
um, he he sold pharmaceutical goods and veterinary supplies, wow. depending on which company he was working yeah, for. Yeah, that's different. So there was this whole period where um, companies were being taken over all the time. So there was a lot of retrenchments. So mm. he had to move where the work was. Then there was mum, who was a typical Sag, and she just couldn't look at a place without wanting to live there <laughs> to the point where they <laughs> have to unpack the boxes before she'd be looking at another place. So that was that. Wow. And also my brother, who was the firstborn, Brett, he, he was born with very mild cerebral palsy and some um, uh, developmental delay. Mm. Um, and he he was a very frustrated person because he was this close to be able to, to do everything that we could but yes. couldn't quite bridge the distance. So he acted out a lot and he wore out his welcome a lot. Oh. So that was part of it as well. Part of the moving. Yeah. 32 times though. You know, I, I know a lot of people like, move what? a lot. But... And that's what I remember. Yeah. There's probably more in there somewhere. <laughs> but the very fact that, yeah, we've unpacked, now mum's looking for another place. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Just adventure. That just adds to the interesting childhood that you've had. <laughs> but well, damn. And you, as you mentioned earlier, you did finally man up to do music at around, you know, 30. I love that about you because you're really proving to everyone that you're never too old to go follow your dreams. Oh, no. There's a lot of people like, you know, even their mid-20s, late-20s, that just give up on their dreams. You're like, I'm, I'm getting old. i got to settle down, have some kids or whatever, um, just be able to make some money, pay the rent, whatever the all these adult responsibilities we have. But what would you say to those people, you know, to, to still go follow life, your dreams no matter what? Life doesn't end. Like there's no magic number old. where you need to hop into the <laughs> coffin now. Yes. You know, um, and and just go, you know, nail me down. It's um, <laughs> life continues and you get bored if you're not challenging yourself. Humans what you need do. to have, they need to have that cycle of from the moment that we're born, we start making mistakes in order to get better mm. you know even if you look at the way a toddler starts learns to walk they they do a little crawl and then they do a little walk and they fall down and they get up and they do we need that mm. we need that failure success otherwise we just give this not alive there's yeah. not alive it's boring definitely and agree. i mean i i hear about people that are you know, rock climbing when they're in their 70s. I want to be that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> me too. I want to be that. And no matter what age you're – my mum always used to say to me, when are you going to start dressing your age? Oh, and I said to her, at what point do I stop being myself? Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was a good At what point do I stop being myself? Mm. At what point do I expire and then it becomes all about my age? I just don't think that's even valid. Yeah, um, Absolutely. I know there's a preoccupation with youth because they're beautiful. Mm. They're beautiful. They have the skin and they're just so gorgeous and half of them don't even realise how beautiful they are. I look back at pictures of myself and I'm like, ah, why were you so embarrassed of yourself? You were stunning. Mm. Look at your skin. <laughs> mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, as long as you learn the lesson now. And they're the ones with the disposable income as well. Mm. So so it's a, it's a business thing as well as a natural predisposition of us as humans to be drawn to a beautiful aesthetic. 
And we shouldn't be so focused on age as much as we are. Like people think 30 no. that they're starting to get old. It's like, no. no. I think it was like Morgan Freeman that I think, he, I don't think he got into acting until he was like 60. Yeah. Was, like, you know, that's quite late, but look at him. There's quite a lot of people these days and I think it is slightly starting to change. I mean, you see people like Sonia Kruger or um, trying to think of somebody else still incredibly beautiful mm. um very fit lovely to look at um and she has a wealth of experience to help her with what it is that she's doing as well i think the experience of older people is wonderful i know i love working with older musicians because they're so relaxed yes they don't have anything to prove anymore and they've just have this level of skill that is you know they team it mm. They don't have to be the star of every show. And I like that because I'm working with people. I don't necessarily think of myself as the star. I want everybody to have their chance to oh, have that. a go. And um, I've terrified some of my musicians going, solo, solo, and they go, <laughs> <laughs> they'll do it now because yeah. they're older and And, and they know you're going to ask for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and my singers as well. Mm. Like, I like everybody to have their moment to shine. I think it's really important. And, um, and it's about, I don't know, a little bit about being in love with each other mm. and what you're doing. Definitely. Uh, yeah, because that's, when, you, when you're like that, people key into it rather than competing with each other. There's no reason to compete. No, everybody yeah. has a chance to shine, exactly. as you said, and have, have their moment. Exactly. Mm. And we Help all have something to contribute. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's how Loving I like this it. interview. Just share the love. <laughs> Sorry. Share the love. I, so I apologise. My laugh is very loud, no, as is my okay. voice when I'm singing. <laughs> so I'll, I try to remember to... Bring the microphone I, I'm back. not as good with monitoring the laugh as I am with. I'm not quick enough, you know. When I'm doing the scene, it's like, I'm oh yes, it's I'm, like, here comes I'm a big laughing. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, it, see, I did it that time. She was ready. <gasps> Snap. <laughs> That's. I am really glad I brought that up, though. You know, so that we can, you know, start sharing that message and even about age and you know, one interview at a time. Hopefully, change the world for the better. <laughs> Fingers crossed. That is what I oh, always want to do. And support each other. You bring the best out. Definitely. And, and it's just a vibe off each other. It's a and much more positive world, though, isn't it? Magic, magic. It, yeah. Yes. And that's We're creating really magic about. here today. We are, Lauren. We are. It's <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Now, speaking of beautiful, check this out, guys. Isn't she gorgeous? Oh, we need to talk about <laughs> sweet December rain. I had it there already. <laughs> This is your first single off the Love album. Yes. When is this album ready for release? Because I did read on your website it said like slow release over 2021 and 2022. Yeah. Does that mean just a single coming every back. couple of months or something? <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the album. <laughs> I know some people this do do is that. How it, this is how it works now. Yeah. I did my research. People like just single um, drops. So what they'll do is take... Okay, take Guy Sebastian, for instance. Mm. He will release single after single after single after single. And then he'll finally release the album 
with three or four tracks nobody's heard on it. Yes. And Sneaky, to me that it? makes sense because put the whole album out there, there's no anticipation. That, that's very true, actually. There's no surprise. Yeah, and there's only there's like no probably one Christmas. song that was like a single and the rest is all new and you're like, but, and as yeah. an artist, how do you know which is everyone's favourite song, you know? That's Where you true. can kind of figure that out as you release single after single. So that's what you're going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Smart doing your research, girl. <laughs> YouTube's fabulous. YouTube just saves me again and yes, again. It, it teaches does. me about everything. It's like an international library at my fingertips. It is true. Just the whole internet. How do I do uh, is university. lyric video? Ooh, what programs do I need? Can I do it on my phone? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> the world is changing. So many different ways you can do it now. I just the internet just in general is amazing not just youtube but that you know that's true it's school it's university it is it's, you know anything you, you can, need to know you can find anything it. you need to know it's yeah fantastic you know your learning never stops after school guys oh who would have thought <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember anything i learned at school no but i'm, I'm i love when you Much. actually want to want to learn something you know at school how you just kind of most of the time forced to learn something yeah. when you want to learn something it sticks in your brain a lot easier and for long and longer for yeah, long I term so. yeah, yeah definitely so it has been a while since the release of your debut album freedom yes. as well were you just having a very well-deserved break because you have been working very hard no, or no was this all. all your research time and your <laughs> Video I, um, editing and all no, that. that's been very recent. <laughs> that's been very recent. Um, I my life took the scenic route. Mm. Um, I <laughs> I got pregnant with a wonderful little girl who had Pandora's box of disabilities. She was her own thing. Mm. The doctors thought she was. In fact, I had one doctor say to me, I don't get your chart. She's weird. Um, <laughs> weird is good. <laughs> she had this whole, like, whenever I was telling anybody, it would be like I'd start at the top of the head and move my way down and there would be something at every level. Um, wow. She needed, she was very high needs and I was a single parent for most of her life. And... So there was limited, because I have no family in Sydney hmm. who could, most of them are in Queensland. Um, it was mostly through official channels that I had things like respite or because she was, uh, she was a little package of random chaos. So you could plan things, but then nine and a half point times out of tens, you'd have to cancel them hmm. because she was too sick and there was nobody else so mm -hmm. that's kind of i went off there yeah <laughs> i still managed life to had do another some... plan yeah. <laughs> yeah and i'm glad it did i wouldn't have missed that for the world it was the most most amazing experience um she was the most amazing experience and i I feel very blessed and very rich that she was my daughter um, and that I got to experience that extraordinary amount of love. I, people go their whole lives without experiencing that. Yeah. And, and I just feel so blessed that she came and she was my daughter and 
I was her puppet slash slave servant. <laughs> <laughs> and number one fan. <laughs> Well, yeah. while you're talking about it, we might as well actually talk about it now. We can come back to the uh, the single very, very shortly because it is a topic that Tansy and I were talking about just before the interview and over our emails. And I know it is a very touchy subject and for a lot of people, they wouldn't want to talk about it. And I, I completely understand why because unfortunately your daughter did pass away in 2014. But I do want to actually talk about grief and how as humans we actually handle it because everyone handles it differently. You know, there's some people that just want to bury it down and not want to even talk about it or think about it. And, you know, there there is, you know, some people just want to get into their work and head down, bum up. But, you know, you need to have that healthy relationship with grief, don't you, where you can eventually like I just saw multiple times there where you can still smile about, you know, some of the really nice memories you had with them where if you just bottle it down, it's not healthy at all. You do need to eventually be able to talk about it. And the reason I did want to bring it up with you is because, you know, obviously haven't met that many people that have unfortunately lost their child, which is a whole different type of grief. Not that I'm a mother myself, but I can I can understand. But also the other griefs, gr- Griefs? Is that the right word? Yeah, griefs. <laughs> griefs. Griefs. That you have actually gone through in your life because you're, you had a, your mother has unfortunately passed away yes. as well. And I, I did have a list here. <laughs> I want to get this right. This I want to get this right. family left is what I you're trying get to this say. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to get this right from what they have unfortunately <laughs> passed away with. Your, your mother was from motor, motor neurons. neurons. Your eldest brother unfortunately passed away at 46. Yes. Very young uh, from autoimmune disease. One of your brothers was stillborn as well. Yeah. And then also you had a brush with breast cancer and a stroke. Yeah, I'm no, sure there's... I was just like, I, when I... <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure some of us can relate to the something thing... there, you know, either losing a loved one or a health condition or something like that. But I think the reason I did want to bring it up today is how you got through it, especially mentally, because, you know, when you go through all those things, it is very easy to just... I don't know, stay in bed all day and not want to face the world. But look at you now, you know, like I love your energy and your positivity and looking at, you know, everything in life as a positive and even with your daughter, just being grateful that you got that opportunity to experience that love in your life. So grateful. Uh, it's um, a beautiful way of looking at it. would not have missed it. But I think the thing is, as without being too esoteric, I think as humans we have this incredible ability to be alchemists with our experience. Mm. And without sounding too much like the secret. Um, Go right ahead. I love what? the secret. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had a sort of the secret experience before. The secret was the secret. The secret, yes. Um, I have, look, I have to be honest and say the first couple of years with Bob, they were an abyss. I, I, was, I was grieving so hard that she couldn't see and she couldn't speak and she couldn't eat and she couldn't walk and she couldn't, you know, that she had all of these operations that were going to be happening in her life. One of the things you want to be able to do as a parent is protect your child. And even though, you know, logically in your head that there's some things you're not going to be able to protect them from, Mm. that's a lot to not be able to protect your child from. All of that pain, she was constantly in pain. And she always had a smile on her face. 
She was amazing. Mm. Um, those first couple of years, I was grieving so hard. My first pediatrician said to me a couple of weeks after Bobby was born, she said, don't forget, in all of this, even though all of this is going on, don't forget, this is your little girl. Mm. And you don't let yourself not celebrate that. Yeah. You know? This that is you your actually little had girl. a baby girl, yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't supposed to be able to have two yeah, kids. Exactly. From and there's very young, I lots told of women I out there that are having issues yeah. with fertility. So, um, first couple of years, we'd finally gotten to some Department of Housing and I sat down on my bed one night, so exhausted. I was frequently going to bed at two o'clock at night um, and up first thing in the morning because she had epilepsy and half a dozen other things. Anyway, um, I was sitting there on my bed and I was just so exhausted and I was so sad and I was just came into my head out of nowhere. I did not sign up to be this miserable. I am so unhappy and I don't want to be this unhappy. I can't change my finances because obviously I was on the pension because I was a single parent. I can't change my daughter's situation no matter how much I wish there was some kind of amazing miracle that would just go ba and she'd be, <laughs> yeah. she'd be don't like, we all wish that Wonder could Woman. Happen. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, so there's, there's things in this situation I can't change. They are what they are. Yeah. What can I change? And I thought That's a great way to look at it. I can I can change. I can try to find something, anything that went right in my day. And I made a commitment to myself that every night before I allowed myself to go to sleep, I would sit on my bed and I would think of anything that went right in my day from some guy helping me onto the bus or the bus actually stopping because they'd see us and they'd go, no, not there, not there, and keep driving. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or or somebody helping me with the bags or somebody, you know, I don't know, it could be anything, any tiniest little thing. And I'd try to think exactly, Something something went right with, you know, an operation and so she went to a different level whatever it was I would sit there every night and I would list those things to myself and then I'd hop into bed um and it was interesting because gradually over time I felt that the more I said those things to myself the more I looked for them Mm. the more I saw them and then I started to think hang on a minute (laughs) Somebody's looking after me. This is amazing. Mm. Um, and and it just went on from there. Having had that experience, um, and I want to be perfectly honest, I had a counsellor and a Reiki slash shaman slash healer during those years, and they kept me sane. They yeah. seriously did. Um, but when I knew that Bub's was going to die because I took her to a kinesiologist to find out because she'd always been such a fighter. She'd always been a fighter. And then she had a major episode where she fitted every 30 seconds for five hours. Wow. Um, and it just, she never recovered. And her, instead of going, fight, 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 it kind of went, mm. and I thought, 
perfect time to see I need to hear it from the horse's mouth mm. so um and basically the result of that was she said yeah I'm done I'm I'm done I've yeah. done everything I wanted to do I want to go yeah and when we came out of there it was like an elephant had climbed off her shoulders because she was staying because she knew how much I loved her mm. and she didn't want to break my heart so how old was she at that time 11 so I took her out to the station wagon and I I left the wheelchair and I just sat in the back of the station with her and cuddled her and I said to her honey you have fought so hard you've always had such courage you've always had such a sunny personality you deserve to be able to choose if you don't want to be here anymore don't you worry about us we'll be all right yeah. we'll be okay um and she didn't stay for very long after that and actually i had the same talk with her just before she died because she started dying and we all freaked out and i'd never done that to her where i'd made her wear my emotions about what was going on with her because i just think that is wrong 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 children mm. should not wear their parents emotional situation ever it should be without being fake part of your protection of your child should be that they are allowed to have their emotions in their way mm. without feeling like they have to be responsible for yours yeah i i just don't agree with parents who don't do that um we're all human but i think that's unfair she she freaked out because we all burst out crying when she started dying. So she stopped dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to stay. And she gets, she gets Superwoman. And a couple of days later, I, I was lying in the bed with her and I said, honey, what are you doing? You know you want to go. What are you doing? We, seriously, I apologise for what happened a couple of days ago, but we are going to be okay. It's natural for us to want to cry because we love you and we're going to miss you. But you go you go um and then my reiki slash shaman slash hero lady who'd been racing it every morning with her hair on end trying to help her <laughs> um, she's beautiful christina christie um gave her exactly the same speech almost word for word and yeah. she took three little breaths and died oh. She was just waiting to be reassured. But in terms of grief... And be, like, released. Um, I, I got back in touch with the counsellor when I knew that Bubby was going to die because I knew it was going to be big mm. for me. Um, and she was like, well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> straight to the point. <laughs> That's straight to the point, yeah. So she helped. She, she was like, okay, if you've got your chips in a row, you know get all your logical stuff happening like your finances and your accommodation and all of those things you're going to have to worry about afterward do it now so that you know where you stand and you're not having to deal with this yeah. when she's going um just focus on you and your yeah emotions but that experience that i was talking about earlier of where i chose to change my reactions to things and inadvertently um, by thinking of good things that happen mm. and being grateful for it. Gratitude's a big thing. Um, 
that really helped me when it came to grieving because I learned that it's simultaneous. Life isn't always, you know, ever really pure happiness or pure grief. It's quite, mm. quite often a mix of both at the same time. It's a roller coaster. Time. Yeah. Mm. And so if you can be aware that while you're grieving, the sun is still shining, the birds are still chirping, there's still really cool things going on if you choose to focus on them. Yeah. And having said that, allow yourself to grieve. Just allow it, you know, go pound a pillow, sob, <laughs> be embarrassingly grievy. Um, be kind enough to yourself to let that happen. Yeah. And also don't live your grief according to other people's expectations of you should be over it now. Mm, it was a while a ago, you know. Well, so what if you're really loyal and constant and that doesn't go away? Yeah. You know, there's no formula for grief. And even when you think you've dealt with it, sometimes... It still creeps back sometimes. Yeah. Mm. You just need to... It's a wave. Grief. Yes. You just need to let it come and freely go through you and cry when that's what's happening and not apologise for it. This is your, your grief. You're entitled to feel it, whether that means you never cry. If that's what's honestly happening, mm. if it means but don't you, it up. you you feel angry, if it means these are all stages, and then, you know what I found out only recently, what enlighten me? There is guilt grief. Yeah, I can. Yeah, There's I can the see grief that. that you hold on to because you feel like if you let go of the grief, it's another goodbye. Mm. You know, but if you can remember that everything you feed gets stronger, if you keep feeding your grief, it will stay with you. It will keep being grief. Mm. It will be fresh. And at some point you have to say to yourself, am I being kind enough to myself keeping this alive? Yeah. You know? Is it good um, for your mental health? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So... I don't know. That's that's probably all the things I would say about grief. There's pre-grief, post-grief, and all the griefs in between. Mm. Um, I never thought about the pre-grief. That is true. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you know it's about to happen. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people feel that. And a lot of people feel relieved when the person dies. I felt that way when mum died. I was relieved. Better place. Because was more than that my mum was she could be she had the biggest heart on the planet but she could be a difficult woman <laughs> and um the freedom of not having to live up to that religious expectation anymore mm. yeah that was a I relief bet. and I don't apologize for that like I loved mum but you know it is what it is mm. so yeah uh, just be real with yourself, I guess. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing your story That's today, right, by the Daddy. way. I hope everyone's kind of learned something <laughs> from that because it is a very deep, deep story and I knew it was going to be. <laughs> 
Do you know Rave It Up Now has a private Facebook group where we give away regular prizes and you get to have a sneak peek at what we're up to? You'll get to see some fun behind-the-scenes action and can be part of the interview process yourself, just like a real journalist. So come join us and share your passion for entertainment with all of our other fans. Just search Rave It Up Community on Facebook and we look forward to getting to know you. Do you have something to say or sell and wanting to launch an email marketing campaign to engage your customers? Constant Contact can help you. They have all the tools you need to market your ideas and they make it quick, easy and affordable to build a professional brand online, attract customers and sell more products, helping you achieve real results. You can sign up now for free to try it out. Go to our website, raveituptv.com and click on the Constant Contact ad on our right sidebar. It'll take you straight there. What have you got to lose? Should we lighten the mood a little lighten bit to something else? Lighten the mood, babe. Looking at the positives in life and something amazing. Back in 2010, you met your husband, your soulmate. Ooh, and I love that you believe days. in soulmates because I do too. How did you guys meet? <laughs> well, and how did you know he was the one? That's always a big question. Um, he had a vocabulary. <laughs> charming as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) That was my first thought. Oh, he has a vocabulary. I was like, yeah. He knows how to talk properly. (laughs) I love that. Um, (laughs) I don't know. He's, we're both, because of our, both of our upbringings, I'm a bit of a lone wolf. (laughs) And so is he. And he said this to me just the other day. He said, who would have dreamed that I could be with somebody that I could be alone and together with at the same time? Because we don't control each other. Yeah. We're not like, I'm doing this and so are you. (laughs) You're coming with me. I'm doing this. You want to come? No? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You've got to have your own things too. Yeah. So we have a lot of interests that are disparate, but... We also have things like we both love the beach, we both love bushwalking and we both, you know, there's things yeah, that we things love together. together. Mm. And when we share that, it's really quality time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's great. We, we get the chance to miss each other, so it's cool. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, but how did I know he was the one for me? He... He's very I thought whimsical. that was a whole list of stuff, though. There is like, a whole list. Well, that was the list. <laughs> I did write a list. I wrote a list for my man. Oh my god! And I found it just the other pla- the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I did too. It was half a half a book long. I was like, I was covering every single. And potential. I'm guessing people judged you for it because people judged by list. I, I didn't uh, oh. show anybody. Oh that yeah, list. people judged that I had a list <laughs> and how picky it was. But I was like, eh, I just need the one. <laughs> The only thing he didn't have is he's, he's not a he's not a he's not a toolsy kind of guy like, uh. but meh. Um. YouTube that comes back to YouTube. There you go. He can just look it up. No, you'll just hire somebody <laughs> and save us both the headache. That's probably a smarter idea in this day and age. Um, he just has. He is a very beautiful person. Um, really beautiful, and he's. He's poetic. He writes poetry. Oh, different, for different you. to me, <laughs> but different style to me completely. Um, 
And he must be very romantic. He's then. very honest. That's good. Very good. Quality. And that's <laughs> my internet ad. <laughs> Oops. I was just I was just tired of relationships that do not work. Mm. And so I was really honest. I said, I've got a disabled kid. Um I'm fat, I'm old, and I want somebody who's not gonna be uh friends with benefits. Yep. If that's not you then goodbye. Yep. Um <laughs> That's good. You, this, I was you really, really have to blunt. be straight. And he yeah. saw it was like Straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> so we communicate really well mm. um, and we communicate honestly. And for me, that's the only I, I don't, I'm so over the schoolyard games where he said, she said, and trying to guess and all of that. You know, no, just, just tell me. Mm. Give me the respect to give me the choice of how I'm going to react to you. Yeah. You know, if if you're not able to tell me the truth, we're, we're already done because mm. there's nothing real here. You know, just just tell me because then then we can talk about it. Then yeah. we can work it out. And if we can't work it out, maybe we can agree to disagree. Mm. Um, that's that's never really happened because we do we do talk whenever there's something important to talk about we really talk about it that's good and then we move on mm. and it doesn't mean to say we very rarely have a fight um it's maybe happened twice mm. in the last is it 10 or 11 years oh, rubbish at anniversary <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest about it <laughs> um so so that, that keeps it going because you've always got to have two people invested. If you just have one mm. trying hard enough for both, it won't work. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Some relationship advice too from Tansy. This is just a whole advice-filled <gasps> show tonight. <laughs> Isn't it? I love it. <laughs> Today, I don't know why I said tonight. It's still daylight out there. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. It out is there. a beautiful day. Well, I think it's now time to play a game, Tansy. What do you think? Oh, you excited? Cool. Yeah. Yes. Kind of lighten up the mood even more and this is a really fun game everyone loves it and it's a good way for all our followers your fans to get to know you a little bit better as well so it's called the two minute hot seat it's quite legendary here on rave it up used to play it all the time and then i just brought it back again this year because it went away for a little while and people were like where did it go <laughs> so i brought it back <laughs> so very very simple it's a question answer game. Yeah. So you just have to pick your preference. So it's like dogs or cats, singing or dancing. And you have to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. Done. And Fire away. Then when you finish, we can see where you sit on the leaderboard up against everyone else who's played the game <laughs> on the show. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ooh. Anticipation. I love this game. All right. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock? Rap. Rock or pop? Rock. Pop or country? Pop. Beach or mountains? Beach. Beach or pool? Beach. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Comedy or action? Action. Blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Look intelligent, man. Sweet or salty? <laughs> 
Sunglasses or hat? Sunglasses. SUV or convertible? Convertible. Mac or PC? PC. PlayStation or Wii? Neither. (laughs) Singing or dancing? You can say that. (laughs) Singing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Chinese. Summer or winter? Summer. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Johnny Depp or Will Smith? Will Smith. Mall or online shopping? Mall. Cinema or home movie? Cinema. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cake. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookies. Family or friends? (laughs) (laughs) Friends. Football or soccer? (laughs) Footy. Christmas or your birthday? Birthday. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Bus. Straight or curly hair? Straight. Eye colour blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? Vampire. Texting or calling? Calling. Sydney or Melbourne? Sydney. Friday or Saturday? Saturday. TV or movies? Movies. Starbucks or Gloria Jeans? Starbucks. Snow or surf? Surf. Harry Potter or Twilight? Twilight. The Family Guy or The Simpsons? Family Guy. McDonald's or Hungry Jacks? McMackers. Red Rooster or KFC? KFC. Oh, and we're out of time and I'm dropping my phone just when it finishes. <laughs> had a guy, had a guy. Oh, how many questions do you think you answered in that time? I don't know, a thousand? <laughs> it does feel like does that, that doesn't it? <laughs> does, I, I have played it too when someone asked me the questions and I'm like, you feel like you've answered so many, but then also and then you're it's like, only 20. it's gone so quick. Yeah. Yes. You answered 45 questions. Yes. And Which let me have a on look the at the leaderboard. There's been a lot. You're the 143rd person to play this. So a lot of people. I thought you were going to say that's where I was on the leaderboard. You're 100 and damn. <laughs> How many people played this? The city number 42 on 42? the Rave It Up leaderboard. <gasps> Slow. But yeah, the, oh, who's the last? 58th. So, yeah, you've so done I'm better like, than that. Way down. Yeah, no, you still did very well. You, what I loved about you, you did honest answers. You know, a lot of people just like, quick, 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 quick. I don't care what I'm answered. <laughs> and at the end, they go, I, none of that was true. <laughs> and you're like, well, what, what was the point? <laughs> we wanted to learn more about you. That was fun though, wasn't it? it? Was, I yeah, yeah. love that game. <laughs> Now, we do need to go back to talk a little bit more about your single. Now that we've hey, kind of hey. loosened up, we've played a game, we've had fun. <laughs> that makes it sound like we're talking about your single. not going to be fun. I apologise. <laughs> no, no, let's go to more fun. <laughs> let's talk about more, more fun. Sweet December rain. Everyone can go check that, Ooh, check that out online. <laughs> what is with me dropping things today? <laughs> we, everyone can go check that out online if like they the like. <laughs> now I love the cover art, by the way. Oh, thank you. D- were you naked in that photo? I've been very... told to say I was. Yeah, because I was like, <laughs> that's very low cut down, but it's very sexy. No, honey, that's what I like it about has it. Has to do with um. I'm not sure whether I can get away with this. Boob boob tube? (laughs) Well, it has. I had on a cocktail dress. Okay. But, you know, when you get older. (laughs) 
There's a certain amount of gravity involved. Yeah, you don't need to explain any more than that. I get it. <laughs> but it's a very sexy photo and I love it. Thank you. Can we expect a music video for this too? I know it's been... It was released First a little while ago, rain. but you've got um, the lyric video. I've got the lyric video. I think I'm going to do an actual video for the next song, which Ooh. will be cool. coming out. And she can't reveal anything more? Ooh. No. Okay, that's okay. You just have to come back <laughs> on the show and tell me all about it. It'll be lovely. Yes. This is so fun hanging out with you. It really has. And... For anybody that wants, oh my gosh, third thing I've dropped today. Okay, my hands are really not enjoying holding palm cards today. You, I, I did have a, a look with this single because you even when I when I got this CD from Dom, it was so cute. You had your little press release printed out, and you'd actually written on it, going, "Hi, Lauren, thanks for the support." It was so cute. <laughs> I love it. I've kept it. <laughs> but this is. This whole song is to raise awareness about the victims of the Black Summer Australian bushfires. Yes. What are some other things, you know, you love supporting and will support moving forward even? Will there be more of these type of, types of songs coming out? What, that come out for supporting things? Yeah, things like that. Um, I think I feel so blessed in my life, I feel like I have just had the most interesting time. And I feel like I wanted to start this album off giving something back, just saying thank you. Um, but that wasn't even the initial thing. It was the subject mm. of the song, which was basically about that thing in December where we're all so hot and sweaty and, you know, the sugar cane's burning, the forests are burning, everything's burning, and we're just, everybody's longing for rain, but, and which is such an intrinsic experience for Australians. Mm. Um, and then we actually wrote it before Black Summer happened. Um, and then we rewrote it. Yeah, because you're like, be wow, this actually really works. Pertinent to that. Mm. Um, and, and I said to Nick, because we wrote the song together, I said to Nick, um, how would you feel about putting in all this work and then just using it to see if we can raise some funds for these poor people? Mm. And he I was like, that. cool. So, so that's why it's... Because really, it's all the proceeds, isn't it? Or just part of the proceeds? Or anything that all, we make. Oh, wow. Anything that we make from that track will go to two organisations, Australian Wires or Wildlife Rescue, um, and Give It Australia, because I did some research and they seemed to be the most supported uh, organisations that came out of Black Summer in terms of legitimately using donated monies to directly help mm. um, the people and animals who had lost so much during those events that happened in 2019, 2020. So I chose those two because I wanted to help animals and I wanted to, <laughs> I couldn't decide. I was yes. like, who do you help? Both. So, so I thought both. Not in either or world. <laughs> um, any, yeah, anything that we make, however big or small, will go directly to them. It's um, good you did your and, research and too. If you, if, if you don't like the track, I can't imagine why you wouldn't. No. But, but if perchance it's not your style of thing, um, 
just donate to those organisations anyway. There's people who are still living in tents mm. and think how long it's been since the fires. And there are people, there are animals who whose habitats still haven't recovered and populations that have been decimated. So please, 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 please find it in your heart. It doesn't matter how small, everything helps. Um, a lot of us in comparison and despite COVID are sitting fairly pretty in comparison to these people. And um, I feel like they got a bit of a tough deal because it was like the fires finished in February and then COVID started in March. Yeah. And then before that, so, we had the floods. It, oh, it was always exactly. something. It's always something. So, um, But we yeah. just keep looking at what we're grateful for. Have Coming a listen. Coming back to what you said. And mm. see if you like it. If you do, buy the song yeah. and download the song. And if you would prefer to just donate, you can do well, that you'll too. probably donate more than the CD's worth. So, Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an incredible song. Thank you. And when can we expect the next one too? Because we're just so excited. <laughs> oh, I am. Sorry. I'm, I'm just speaking for everybody. Do <laughs> don't often get to do the evil laugh, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're thinking in a couple of months. We haven't set an exact date. Okay, um, so. Because we're still working on finishing mm, the rest the final stuff. of the CD. Because we were going to do it slowly over a period of time because um, I've never done it that way before. I've been like, let's do the whole CD and then we'll do one song after another, you know, the way they used to. But but now I'm like, we can take our time. We can mm. actually spend time getting it right, which is really rare actually. So you're actually creating all the songs for the album first. I have or most doing of the songs. song by song. We're doing song by song. Well, even recording it song by song. No, no. Like no, I'll we're, record we're this, then I'll release it now. But okay. <laughs> well, it's probably easier that way, isn't but, it? No, it? Do is all the hard work way. and then just take a bit of a break. But it doesn't look like you take a break because you're releasing left, yeah, right, and exactly. center. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's, That's a smarter plan. idea. That's cool. Do plan. it that way. So keep I'll us up to date. Oh, away. Yes. Round up exclusive. Okay, um, I'll give you the name. Oh, okay. It's Ecstasy. Oh. So, because it is the love album. Sexy. Mm. My mind is going and wild with possibilities. Seriously. <laughs> Dave heard me writing for the first time, like, ages ago. And he got all big eyed and he was like, how do you even do that? <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later, he'd clearly been thinking about it a lot and he was like, I've had it go. <laughs> And you're like, so I want to hear this. He, he's a little tone deaf. So I was like, figuring out what the tune was. <laughs> and, you're like, go back to your normal job. <laughs> he did the lyric for the chorus and a, and kind of, let's say, the melody's based on what he gave me ah. and um, for the chorus. And then I took it and turned it into a song with verses and so forth. So I love it. Um, but... Yeah, it's a song about us, and we wrote it together. Cool. Dear old Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I 
let it go. I <laughs> hope he's not listening to this today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. I can't wait to listen to it. Keep us up to date, all right? I will. It's and very different to Sweet December Rain. I'll just oh. say that. Oh, I'm always up for different. <laughs> that's something I like about you. You just do a little bit of everything. You're unique that way. You know, there's not that many artists out there that do do that. They just stick with one genre or one specific sound. But do it all, honey. Do it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it all, to my mind, it kind of fits in the same area. Yes. Because it's kind of, you know, soul funk blues. To me, they're kind, kind of, all, of yeah. family. So Then yeah. pop's quite different in my eyes and R&B yeah, and pop kind it, of. If you look at it, to... most pop is derivative of, of blues. If, huh. you ta- if you take it back, if you take it back, like chord Never progressions and stuff like that, it's... The technical stuff, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I'll shut up now. No. <laughs> I've learned so much today. Thank you. I hope everyone else has too. And we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview. Okay. We've been chatting forever. It's gone so quickly though. But as a closing statement, yeah. it was probably the most important question. Knowing what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? It's not that bad. Oh, Yes. Short yeah. and simple. Yeah. There you go. You're such a drama queen when you're a Especially for everything we've spoken about today. That really just sums up everything. That, you know, yeah. you just look at her now. It's looking at the bright side of life. And I think that's something we should all take away from Tansy today and learn <laughs> from her to do it in our own lives. So thank you so much for coming oh, on the show. I just loved it. Thank where, you so much for Where can we me. follow you or find out where you're um, up to in the future? I'm on Spotify. I'm yeah. Tansy Mayhew. Um, I'm on Instagram under Tansy Mayhew. I'm on half a dozen other things through District DistroKid. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, where else? So that's where we can see the the new songs YouTube. coming up. YouTube, yeah. yes. The lyric video yeah. for Sweet December Rain's up there. I'm on Facebook, Tansy Music Live. Everyone good. go follow her. Yes, please do. And you're <laughs> welcome on the show anytime in the oh, future, all right? Yay! If you the new songs, I definitely want to talk to you about it, all right? <laughs> Ecstasy, I've got so many questions already. <laughs> That's the best type of interview. That's why I got so many questions. <laughs> and I love that we get along so well and everything's just yeah. open and honest. So yeah. this interview's just gone so well and so easy and free-flowing i love those types of interviews i hope you've had fun too it's just been really lovely (laughs) and thank you for coming to me me. it's so nice she she traveled how long (laughs) well longer than i could be than i needed to because i kept um missing the exit (laughs) (laughs) you're like you're in your own little world oh gps sorry recalculating (laughs) so sorry gps can't take me anywhere Well, it's been a pleasure. And everyone, go get Sweet December Rain if you haven't already or just donate to those amazing charities as well. Yes, please. And just take little bits of what Tansy said today and add it to your own life. I, just, I think this whole interview has just been life-changing. So thank you so Aww, much. That is so lovely. <laughs> well, thank I, you. I, for my life anyway. I hope it is to everyone else's. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends. 
and tell us what you loved the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.